problem was I doubled up on it, I ate it, and then I just walked over to the couch. It's a good day today. No exercise, no self-control. I thought that my metabolism was going to be this way for the rest of my life. I'm just going to set it off. I used to call it water weight. That's just water weight. It's a little water weight. I shake it off. Give it a little shake, shake. Nope. Doesn't happen that way. And then when you get 206 pounds and you, you don't even know how much you weigh at a point, you're going like, eh, that's not too bad. It's not too shabby. Like, all right, you buy, start buying XL, double XL, going, it's all right, it's good. Shirts are tucked out from now on. Things are great. Then you got a, then for, for me, I, I had a Paul in my life, and that's, that's Steve Burns. Hey, Gio, yeah, I'm concerned about your weight. I'm like, what? Really? What? I'm like, really? Really? What? Really? I work out sometimes. That was my answer. Really? Deception. And it wasn't like, you know, you're fat because I want you to be good looking. Give me this any. It's like, hey, I want you to be around for your kids. I was like, wow. Wow. So now I, I'm 20 pounds lighter. 20 pounds lighter. And as my friend, my friend Gavin Jones told me, once, you know, because you, know, you start buying 36s, 38s, you're going, and you, you know, you want your, because you have to burn the bridge. Take your old clothes and give them away. Because of burning the bridge. Hernan, Hernan Cortez did that when he invaded uh, 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 the Aztec Empire. Look in your Bibles in 2 Chronicles 33. I want to look at you at uh, another example of humility. This is a great passage about a king of, of Judah. And I want, to, I want to read it to you because if you're a teenager, you can relate to this. If you're, if, you're, if you're an older person, you can relate to this. This is an amazing passage. In verse 1 of Chronicles 33. Give me an amen when you're there. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became a king. Hey, team ministry, how do you like that? How you like them apples? Being at 12 years old saying, no, dad, we're not going to do that today. No, dad, silence him, please. I mean, at 12 years old, can you imagine what that must have felt like? He was the king. He could do whatever he wanted. And when he became king, he reigned in Jerusalem for 55 years. It's a long reign. Was no November 3rd voting or November 4th voting for this guy. He was in it. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Following the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah demolished. He had a spiritual dad. And he removed the things that Hezekiah established. He also erected altars to Baals and made Asherah poles. He bowed down to all the starry hosts and worshipped them. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, My name will remain in Jerusalem forever. In both courts of the temple of the Lord, he built altars to the starry hosts. He sacrificed his children in the fire in the valley of Ben-Hanam, God of Molech, practiced divination and witchcraft. 
He sought omens and consulted medians and spiritists. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. Manasseh. He had a spiritual dad, and he did the complete opposite. Grew up seeing and hearing great things. In verse 7, he took the image he had made and put it in God's temple. Can you imagine that? Of which God had said to his son, in this temple I will have my name forever. And verse 8, I will not again make the feet of the Israelites leave the land I assigned to your ancestors. If only they'll be careful to do everything I've commanded them concerning all the, all the laws, decrees, and regulations given through Moses. In verse 9, But Manasseh led Judah and the people of Jerusalem astray, so that they did more evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. Things went bad to worse. And in verse 10, the Lord spoke to Manasseh through prophets and his people, but they paid no attention. So the Lord brought against them the army commanders of the kings of Assyria, who took Manasseh prisoner, put a hook in his nose, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. In his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God, and he humbled himself greatly before the God of his ancestors. You know, a hook in the nose will do that to you. (laughs) And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. You know, it takes hardship to be humble. Sometimes God take, he's got to take things away from you to be humble. And so many people grow embittered and their heart rages against the Lord because they've overextended themselves financially. And you think that this hardship is from, the, it's from Satan. Many times it is Satan, but it may be God developing character. Character. Look at Manasseh. If you ever think you can't change, I want you to read Manasseh again. If, if this guy could change, anyone could change. You know, and hook your nose will do that. And all he did was he prayed. His prayer was so impassioned because of his hardship that God still restored him back to his kingdom. See the heart of God? God's not, here's some hardship, suck it up. No, here's hardship, be humble. Be humble when it's hardship. Don't be prideful. Don't distance yourself. Oh, I'm going through hard times, man, leave me alone. No, 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 get out of my life. Stay out of, stay out of my life. No, hardship needs to make you humble. Peter was humble. Manasseh got humbled. Have you lost your way? Have you gotten so far beyond what you expected? You, you, I never thought I'd go this far spiritually, but I'm here. This guy was one of the worst kings of Judah. This guy sacrificed his children to the false god of Molech. Parents and teenagers... There are going to be a lot of false gods that want your kids and want your soul, teens. The false god of academics. Not saying, now, that's not saying don't do good in school, but there's a godlike worship of academics. It takes you away from a relationship with God. 
the God of video games, the God of online gaming. One video game will suck out four hours like that. Believe me, I know. I'm like, what time is it? Oh, it's midnight? I, I've been there. It sucks your life away. The false god of sports. You're going to be great. Getting a scholarship. It's going to be awesome. Be careful not to sacrifice your children on that false god. Those things are good and cool to do. Don't get me wrong. Those are fun things. I coach soccer. I manage the schedule. If I'm not the coach, then I'm a little scared. But I try to be the coach. But the conviction in our family is that I got to be careful of the false gods that want my children. They want them badly. So no matter where you are at, when you pray, God is listening. No matter where you're at. You can move God's heart when you're humble. God restored Manasseh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But here's the sad part about it. His son Amon, he reversed the change Manasseh did. Just like Manasseh changed Hezekiah's, his son changed it all the way back and brought all the altars back after Manasseh died. Amazing. Amazing. You know, there are consequences to choices in our life. And that was the consequence for Manasseh. There's consequences. But I want to encourage you to make the right and spiritual decisions today. You can leave here today just being humble. And God will work through your life. I promise you that. Number two, you got to look, in my last point, you got to look in the mirror. we got always got to evaluate ourselves. You know, I was a guy that looked in the mirror and says, I'm in pretty good shape. I was that guy. And I'm not so bad. It's not too shabby. I'd flex and I'd see two, two bumps of a six-pack that's kind of on the top. That's good enough. <laughs> I'm looking all right. Or I came the, if, 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 my, if my chest is, sticks out farther than my stomach, I'm in the zone. I'm good stuff. <laughs> but the problem was out to here. I was one of those guys. You know, in 1 Corinthians 9, look what it says here. Do you not know that in a race... All the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get that prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. False God. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. You know, Paul took inventory on his spiritual life. You got to take inventory on you spiritually. You got to. People around you will notice and they'll bring things to your attention when you don't fit into your t-shirts anymore. That's obvious. But you need, you need to look at your own life and examine yourself. As Paul was doing. He goes, hey, Paul goes, I'm going to make my body my slave. I'm going to make it. I'm not going to give in to the God of, I had a long day. No. You beat your body, make it your slave. When you have, when you have parents of teenagers, this scripture will come to life for you. Because not only are you working all day, now you've got to take care of your teens, you've got to get into Devo, you've got to make it your sl- body your slave. 
This is a time where you have to be fully engaged with when their kids are teenagers and preteens. You got to be even more active because they're they're active. So you got to be active. Let's examine ourselves. How about this area? Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled with overflowing, and your and your vats will be brimmed over with new wine. Character matters. Character matters when it comes to your giving. It matters. It's important to God. It's important. It should be to you. The scriptures are, are filled with first fruits, but character matters. And then lastly, this guy here, my favorite guy, those who listen to the word but do not look at what it says are like people like Gia who look at their faces in the mirror and after looking at, look at themselves, they go away and immediately forget what they look like. You ever do that? No, you don't. You go, I make sure, you know, teenagers, when you go out, you're home. make sure I'm legit. You pop every pimple. All right, I'm good. I'm good. Straight. You don't go out with the big old pimple on your nose or you don't do that. You don't go out with your hair unkempt. Take a look. Make sure you're good. Women, you're notorious at this. You can't go out without lipstick. Yes, you can. But no, I can't. Okay, fine. Look in the mirror. Double check. Spiritually, look in the mirror. Spiritually, double check. Have I had my quiet time today? What am I focused on today? Have, have, I, have I prayed with my kids? Have I prayed with my husband? You know, hey, how am I doing? How are my friendships? Am I close to people? Or I, or I find myself going, where are my friends? Hey, evaluate yourself. Evaluate your friendships. You know, you get out of friendships what you put into them. It's, it's unrealistic and, and, and really immature to say, be my friend, but I'll give, you no, I'll give you no energy of mine. That's unrealistic and unfair. You can't expect people to be super close to you if you're unwilling to put in the time. If you put in the time, I guarantee you have the best friends ever. But if you don't put the time in, and this is what Christian churches do out in, the, in, in our community, they have no relationships. They just come to church and leave. This is not this church. You come to this church, you want to join us, amen, you're going to have friends. Especially if you're new, we want to be your friend. Hello, how are you? Want to come over for dinner? Those kind of things. Those are good things. But we got to look in the mirror. we got to evaluate ourselves. And we also should test our own actions. Has what I've done this week, has it been wise? Like you have to evaluate your week on how is my week spiritually? Let me, let me put it to the test. you got to test your actions. This will help you grow spiritually. And lastly, Paul writes this. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself because character matters. It matters. One thing I want to pass on to my kids is character. Character. Now, I'm, I'm notoriously a soft-hearted, you know, candy-handing-out dad. You know, uh, you know, I, that's, you know and, 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 I, and I look back at what I had growing up, and we had very little growing up. I was happy with one Tonka truck. I didn't know there was two. I didn't know there was all kinds of stuff. My dad never took me to Toys R Us. My dad didn't even tempt me. We just went to Kmart. And, you know, no one went to Kmart in the day. I was like, hey, Dad, I'll wait in the car. You don't mind? If you don't mind, I'll wait in the car. You got to examine yourself because character matters. You have to police yourself spiritually. There are relationships here, and we're about relationships, but where true change begins is when you test yourself. That's where true change comes from. Otherwise, it's always external. People going, hey, bro, hey, bro, hey, bro, hey, bro. And all it does to you is you end up getting resentful. 
because you haven't looked at your own self. The day I wanted to lose weight, it wasn't necessarily Steve's talk. I had a number of people talk to me besides Steve. Steve, and, but it's when I said, when I said, I want to be old and be able to play football with my kids if I'm 50. I don't want to be the guy, you know, struggling on the, on the sideline going, go, Jaden, go. I wanted, to, I wanted to be a part of that experience. So it taking me looking in the mirror without my shirt on going, Jeez, you're heavy. For a long time, I had the goggles on going, Ooh, you look pretty good. Look good. You look, that's not too bad. Karen should be proud. Not bad for a 37-year-old guy. And once I took the goggles off, man, I'm going, holy moly. I realized that I wasn't examining myself. And that's how I let myself get. And then I think back at my relationship with God. It was there too. My prayers were more, much weaker. My prayers were more ritualistic than they were heartfelt. There's a lot of things that tied into that. A lot of things. So our charge to you, church, is to do two things. One, humility before honor. Amen. Okay? And two, examine yourself. Amen. Because character matters. To God be the glory.